Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Zach is producing today. We're going to be talking to Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan here uh, momentarily. Boy, we have a lot to talk about today, but I don't know uh, if you've heard the news. Uh, the voice of the Gators, Mick Hubert, has announced his retirement. Mick is going to come up here and join me tomorrow live. And uh, we'll talk to him about his decision and you know why he made it. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, he is an icon in the Southeastern Conference and uh, looking forward to having him here, give you a chance uh, to express your feelings about him as well. Um, so that's going to take place live tomorrow. He'll be here in the studio uh, beginning at noon. Well, today... Uh, because we're of where we are in the SEC schedule. Everybody's playing Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to wrap up the baseball regular season. Gators hosting South Carolina with us. Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan. Sully, thank you for taking the time. Um, first of all, talk about South Carolina. What do you see with them on tape uh, as they come in to play your team? Well, they're they're a bit older. Um, top five guys are on it, you know, have experience. And, um, and obviously um, – from an uh, offensive standpoint, they got some power, and uh, they they played pretty sound defense, and they're a little bit young on the mound, but obviously very talented. You know, your team obviously has played a lot better, and and as you look at that improvement, what do you attribute that improvement to? I think it's just the maturation of some of these young pitchers, and we've kind of gotten better in certain spots, especially in the bullpen. We've had to make a lot of adjustments, obviously, with the starting rotation, but you know, with Neely being able to nail down one of those starting spots and, and, and Nick Poe coming back from Tommy John, um, he gives us a real valuable Sunday starter, Saturday starter this weekend. And, you know, I think we've made some changes offensively. Um, obviously, given, you know, Ty Evans an opportunity to play right field and moving Sterling in the second and moving Kobe over third, gives us one more bat in the lineup. Obviously, we switched the lineup up around a little bit where we moved wide up to the top and Sterling to the, you know, to the two hole. So, there's been a bunch of things that have kind of attributed to our recent success, but a, a lot of it starts on, you know, with, with the, you know, with the young people. Sully, do you talk to your team about what is at stake here? Hey, if we end up well, we, we do well in the tournament, we could host a re- Do you talk to your team about those sorts of things or just let chips fall where they may? No. I mean, honestly, we're just worried about tonight. We're taking it one game at a time, and that's kind of been our thing, like the last – three weeks or so, and the players know what's in front of them. But honestly, our only concern right now is to try to play our best tonight and, and hopefully come out on the, good, on the good side of things. I want to go back to the pitching. You know, you, you've always recruited so well. I think fans sometimes think because a kid is highly recruited that you waltz in here as a freshman and, you know, you, you do it. But sometimes it just takes a little time to figure things out, right? It does. It does. And I think there's a lot of things are attributed to it, you know, you know, our game and college athletics in general has changed a, a tremendous amount over the last year or so, especially with the transfer portal. And, you know, you look at some of these lineups and, and some of these rosters and, 
there's seniors, fifth year seniors and grad students up and down our league. And, you know, when you have an 18 year old, you know, player or pitcher and, you know, and you're competing against 22, 23, 24 year olds, it does make a difference. So it takes some time. But the bottom line is, is, is we've, we played a really difficult schedule. I think it's one of the top five or six difficulty schedules in the country. And it's just taking some of our young pitchers some time to figure it out. But the, the most important thing is they are starting to figure it out, and hopefully at the right time of the year. Uh, enough can't be said about Wyatt Lankford, Sully. Local kid, you know, didn't have a lot of at-bats last year, and he has had a tremendous year. You moved into the leadoff spot. For fans who are listening, what kind of kid is he? What's he brought to your team? Well, I, he, he exemplifies everything that you want. I mean, obviously he's a great student. He does everything right off the field. Um, you know, and, and the thing that makes the player special is, uh, you know, it goes beyond just their, you know, their playing ability. And obviously I think he's the player of the year in our league. But, you know, he is our hardest worker. And we've got a lot of hard workers on our team, so that's saying a lot. But when you – put together talent and work ethic and toughness and all the things that make great players. He's really the total package. And I can't say enough good things about him. He just got invited to the USA team this summer, and he's going to have a lot of accolades coming his way in awards. But uh, he's a special player, and um, you know we're very fortunate to have him. Every year, I'll end with this, Sully, every year this league is tough. But, boy, there's just a lot of teams this year bunched up you know, in, in, in the middle of the pack here, is this as, I'll use the word, balanced a league as you've seen in a while? Yeah, I believe that. Obviously, Tennessee's in the class of its own right now, and they've kind of separated themselves from the pack. But you got a team like Kentucky that took two out of three from Tennessee, and obviously there's there's obviously going to be some luck involved on any given weekend. But you have to have ability, too, and some talent. And I think that weekend alone shows you how balanced this league is. And, um, you know, but... Yeah, you're looking at the standings right now. There's a bunch of teams that are 13 and 14 or 14 and 13 that um, obviously this weekend is a really important one for you know a bunch of teams. Uh, the last thing, early in the year when you were struggling, you know, some people thought, well, this isn't going to be the best year, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But you've, you've turned this thing around. Um, did the kids always have, you know, good attitude, trying to get better? Did you like that part of what your team did to get to this point when you're playing good baseball now? Well, I, I think so. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the product on the field is, is, is different now than it was, you know, a few months ago. But, you know, it's a 56-game schedule, and our responsibility as coaching staff is to help our players get better, and I think we have. Um, certainly this weekend's a big weekend for us. But, you know, um, you know, I'm just really pleased with how, um, you know, the, how the young pitchers and, and even the young position players, you know, you've got – by Evans and, you know, you got Jack Hagley known, you know, who've been, you know, really good for us in the lineup. So, you know, a lot of good stories, but they've continued to work hard and they've and they've stayed the course and, and hopefully we can finish this thing off the way we've been playing. And I hope, Sully, and I think it will be that the crowds will be good this weekend because the other night with Florida State, that was so much fun. Uh, the outcome was really good, but the crowd was into it. That that really makes playing college baseball fun when crowds are into it, right? It does. There was, a, you know, you know, Tuesday night being special night. Obviously, you know, with Sterling, you know, who he thought that might have been the best moment of his life on a baseball field, but for him to, you know, to run home at the bottom of the ninth with two outs and, and, and you know, against Florida State, it was, a, it was a great moment for him and for our team. But the fans, like you said, they were awesome. They've been great the entire year, and um, you know, Tuesday night was a really special night. 
Well, let's hope that uh, special fan uh, base continues as you play today, tomorrow, and Saturday with South Carolina coming to town. Sully, I appreciate it. Thank you. You got it. Thanks, Steve. Okay. Kevin O'Sullivan joining us here on Sports Scene. Uh, the play-by-play voice of South Carolina, Derek Scott, uh, will be joining us at the top of the 1 o'clock hour to give you the uh, South Carolina perspective of things. All right. Um, we have a lot to talk about today. Um, if you want to talk about McMick today, again, he will be here tomorrow. Um, and uh, we'll take your phone calls, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. And I uh, also want to bring up something that uh, our good friend Nick Saban said. I don't think he and Jimbo Fisher will be going out to lunch anytime soon. Because, look, when Nick Saban talks, people listen, right? I don't know if you saw this, but he was asked about NIL, and he said that Jimbo Fisher bought every player on the team, bought every player on the team. He said, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, likeness. We didn't buy one player, all right? But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. It's tough. And he also said, Alabama players only made $3 million. $3 million doing it the right way last year. And only 25 players had NIL opportunities. So, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll see. And there's going to be a meet and greet with the Gator Collective coming up too. So, this whole thing, and, and he makes a good point. And I'm guilty of this too. A lot of people blame the NCAA, and Lord knows there's blame to go around for the NCAA. But because they're always reactive, right? But until somebody does something, then, and, and to Saban's point, he says, if the NCAA doesn't get protection from litigation, whether an antitrust from federal government standpoint, this is not going to change because they can't enforce their rules. And that is exactly right. They can't. They can't. They don't have any enforcement power. This will be interesting. Gator Lacrosse is playing right now uh, in the NCAA tournament. They got a tough draw. They're playing number two, Maryland. Gator Men's Tennis plays a very good Virginia team uh, in the NCAA championships later on tonight. So, a lot of Gator activity. And, of course, softball tomorrow. Congratulations to Gator Men's Golf in a regional. They qualified for uh, the NCAA championships. At the PGA, Rory McIlroy is the leader at four under par. Three golfers, none of whom I've ever heard of, are at three under. 
Will Zalatoris, uh, Francesco Molinari are among those at two under. Believe it or not, John Daly uh, is one under par. So is Tony Finau. So is uh, Stuart Sink. So is Justin Rose. Um, let's see here. Bubba Watson's even. Uh, Sam Horsfield, you know that name, is at one over. And Billy Horschel will tee off later this afternoon. Jordan Spieth is two over par. And uh, let's see, Patrick Harrington is four over par. I'm just tr- trying to go down the list here. Uh, and there are others who have not teed off as of yet. 12:15. Time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery. We'll open the phone lines for you. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Now that my cocks. Panoramic Wi-Fi reaches all over my home. I can finally stream my history shows in my room. And play my games in the den. And of course, blast my jams all over. Mom! Sorry! Those flutists can get pretty rowdy. Stream throughout your home with Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. In certain cases, Panoramic Wi-Fi pods sold separately may be required for extended coverage. Restrictions apply. Want the news without the noise? Then catch Dan Abrams and Ashley Banfield back-to-back. Weeknights starting at 9, 8 central on the fastest-growing cable news network in America, News Nation. Go to newsnationnow.com slash join us to find your television provider. Baseball is back, and Odyssey's stepping up to the plate. Game analysis, reactions, and recaps. Odyssey's got them all. Tips to help you make better bets. We've got them with the BetQL Network. Official MLB podcasts for every single team. Got them. Plus daily coverage from Locked On MLB and a lot more. Get everything you need for baseball season with the biggest in baseball broadcasting on the Odyssey app. Listen at home, at work, or on the go. May is here, and you know what that means. Gainesville Hurley-Davidson's annual hog roast. Saturday, May 21st, 12 to 4. Enjoy fresh off the pit mouth-watering pulled pork with all the fixings. The big engine band, live on stage, vendors, prizes, and more. Proceeds benefit Children's Miracle Network, so help us help kids. Plus, get to Gainesville Hurley-Davidson during the month of May because free gas for a year has been extended. Get free gas for one year with every new bike purchase. Restrictions apply, no cash value. See dealer for details. GainesvilleHarley.com. What do I love about the water? Reeling in a good catch. Oh, yeah, that's a keeper. Teaching the kids to swim in the lake, then pushing them on a rope swing over the creek. And watching the sunset with the family out on the boat. In our life jackets, of course. Discover the joy of being on the water safely. Life jackets save lives. Wear it, Florida. This message is brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Visit myfwc.com for tips on how to keep you and your family safe on the water. Patriots, stand up and rock the red. Rock the Red is an all-day liberty-loving rally in Ocala featuring Eric Trump and premiering the bombshell movie 2,000 Mules by Dinesh D'Souza. 
Rock the Red is Saturday, June 11th at the Southeastern Livestock Pavilion. See Eric Trump, Roger Stone, Patrick Byrne, Joe Flynn, and more. Get your tickets and VIP up-close experience now. Go to rocktheredflorida.com. rocktheredflorida.com. Paid for by Rock the Red Florida. We are your home for Florida Gators softball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. wide right. A single setback in the Gator backfield. Shane Matthews at quarterback. The first play of the Steve Spur era is underway as Matthews drops back 10 yards looking to throw. Going over the middle. It is caught by Mills at the 50, the 45 into Oklahoma State territory. Tackled at the 44-yard line of Florida. First down as Matthews hits Mills and this game is underway. First play of the Steve Spurrier era by the voice of the Gators. Nick Hubert, who announced his retirement. Mick will be here live tomorrow in studio. All right, uh, let's take calls. 3928255, email srussell at wruf.com. John, hello. Yes, good afternoon, Steve. I'll make it quick. Um, that, that Bringing back that first play, I was at that game. Um, that was you know pretty, ama- pretty amazing uh, that we know that uh, 33 years later that we he was kind of like synonymous to – a lot of the Gator successes, whether it be football, baseball, or basketball, or, or even a lot of the other sports. So I'm understanding that he's going to be doing some broadcasting finally through the weekend for the South Carolina. Yeah, he'll be doing SEC Network Plus. Yes. I got you. Great. So I'll try to tune into that, get the last little morsels of, of his calling. Um, are you be taking calls for him tomorrow? Uh, that's up to him, but I would sure hope so. I would love to just, you know, I've seen him in a lot of uh, get. Uh, clubs and talk to him you know just as asking him questions i'd like to give him a final send off tell him what he meant to gator nation um i just think i know it's gonna be a long list maybe a short list of candidates i i used to love uh before he got here was david Steele. he did a really good job you know you you worked alongside otis boggs but uh you know it's gonna be over a course of time that we're gonna try to find somebody that's gonna like replace a, an icon like mick Thanks for taking my call there, Steve. Okay, thank you. Well, it it is also very ironic um, that Lee McGriff is stepping down, too. You know, Mick and Lee on football broadcasts did it for a really, really long time. Tony, hello. Hey, Steve. How you doing, buddy? How's it going, man? Good. Uh, Steve, yeah. uh, Hats off to uh, Mick. Uh, Real quick, do you think that they go in-house or maybe do a uh, national search? Oh, I think you do a search. I think you'd have to do your due diligence to do that. Um, okay. And I, and that's just me talking. Okay, I, I don't know what Scott would do. That's what I would do. Okay? Um, not that you don't have candidates in-house that I think are very qualified to do it, um, but I still think you need to, you know, go and see what you can get. And, Steve, is that a – a Scott Strickland or a university president or a combination or well that's going to be an I am um, that's going to be a Learfield uh okay because they own the rights um but okay. I mean certainly Florida will have you know say as to but, yeah. you know what who that person is 
Wow. Okay. Um, Steve, the uh, subsequent ten o'clock uh, presser by Jimbo Fisher should have been on pay per view. Did you <laughs> yeah. get a catch of that? I did. Oh my lord, he delivered some haymakers. Yes, Steve. he did. Why? Why? Why do you think? Because we all give Nick the benefit of the doubt, obviously, right? So why do you think he opened up this door? What was his ulterior motive here? What do you think? You know, I, I don't pretend to know Nick Saban, Tony, but. I think Nick Saban is doing this um, as a bit of a shot um, because of what he sees as buying of players, um, and he's using you know an SEC West opponent as an example. But you know whether you like Saban or you don't, Tony, I think he does look at the overall status of the game and and give his opinion on that and I think that's what he's doing here too this this was not done to just single out uh Texas A&M he talked about you know other bigger picture things too but yeah uh, Fisher's reaction was pretty priceless good stuff yeah I also think that because somebody did a study on the collectives nationwide like the top five with the biggest bank accounts, basically. Um, the Gator Collective was up there. Tennessee Spire was up there. John Ruiz was up there by himself. You know who wasn't up there? Neither Bama, neither Georgia, mm-hmm. neither Clemson. A lot of these successful programs. So I also think this was a bat signal put out by him to the fat cat in the Bama uh, booster system. Hey, we've gotten these championships. Don't be all fat and happy. You guys need to get off your bus and start collecting some money, or else we're going to get passed by. I also think that had something to do with it too, Steve. See, Tony, I don't. I I, I take just the opposite view. Um, I think he's saying that I don't like the way this system is. I don't like that schools can go ahead and buy players. Because he also went on to say, we used NIL. He, he He said we used it, but we only had $3 million. So if you want to take that and sort of go with where you're going, eh, okay. But I just think he is lamenting the fact that this is where the sport is going and he thinks it's not right. But I will tell you this, if nothing is done here and this continues, I mean, he will do what he needs to do. October 8th in a That will be (laughs) must-watch television. Thanks, Tony. You bet, man. Thank you. That is going to be must-watch television. Byron, hello. Hey, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. Steve, you know, going back, being an old Gator, which I'm proud of, uh, you brought up, they did the one with Steve Spurrier. So I'm going to guess that had to be 89-90. So Emmett Smith, they seem like I remember uh, Mick there, and if I missed it, what year back, what, 84, 5, 6? Uh, when did he come to Florida? Emmett Smith? Am I miss? No, no, uh, Mick Hubert. When did he start broadcasting? He's been here 33 years. 33 years, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, whatever that adds up to, I kind of was just reminiscing when I started hearing them on there. And just, oh, my. Nobody can say it like me. Steve, uh, real quick, I'm going to go to what I called about was uh, Tampa Bay and the Florida uh, Light Panthers. So nobody calls about hockey. Uh, Steve, I'm enjoying that, man. I, you know, I don't know how both of my teams end up 
in that same game. So I wish we was playing somebody else like they would do in college, either somebody in Canada. But uh, although it's, that's the way it wound up, my two teams in Florida will eliminate. But uh, go Tampa Bay. And the Heat and Boston, again, Steve, I'm, I'm having a great, great series because both of my teams are in there. So and shout-out to Jimmy Butler, too, Steve, who was homeless in high school and made it to the NBA. And uh, shout-out to Tampa and the Bucks and the Rays. And, Steve, real quick, uh, just saying something to, my, to the state of Florida and basketball, please, Orlando, don't screw this up and do something with the first pick, man, again. And, and, and Steve, just to, just to keep moving on, I think college should go to the draft. If you want to eliminate all this NIL, see, the NFL is, is equal because of the draft. And to show you it's not going to mess up stuff, Jacksonville passed on Russell Wilson, Mahomes, and Derrick Henry. And, and so just because you have a draft don't mean you'll win. And my last thing, Steve, y'all to get, I got two more things. Uh, Jacksonville is called an Urban Meyer, Urban Miller, because he never knew any of the players on the team. That's how good of a coach he was. And All right, I asked Steve. If you can tell me who, what, what's wrong with Al Horford, Steve? I can't find that. He's a uh, 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 health health and safety protocol. Okay, COVID. All right, thank you, Steve. All right, for giving me that time. All right, Byron. Okay. Thank you. Um, by the way, another reaction besides Jimbo Fisher's was Deion Sanders, because Saban went and said something about you know paying players there, and he said. We don't pay our players to play. So he certainly stirred up a hornet's nest. Daryl says, going to the football games this fall with a radio headset won't be the same. I'll look forward to hearing Shane doing color commentary. He brings great knowledge to the broadcast. William says he's 31 years old, mixed the only voice of Gator football he's known. What a legend. He'll be missed. As it relates to Saban, I'd ask him, like I've asked you on the show, tell me what the rules are. Nobody knows them. That's true. From Jimbo's standpoint, I'm not so sure why he's even mad about it. If I'm a fan of the Aggies, um, I'm Jimbo shouting it from the rooftops. We have the deepest pockets. If you come here, it'll change your life monetarily. Again, that's the sandbox we're in right now. He should be proud of what Texas A&M has given to recruits. Well, he is doing what this allows. There's no question about it. But I do agree with you, William, to the point of, you know, what is what is the sandbox? And I think that's why at some point this has got to be regulated. 1228, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM. W-R-U-F. What do you think the number one mistake sellers make when selling their home? Real estate expert Scott Caldwell has an answer that might surprise you. Scott is with your home sold guaranteed realty. And with this important question comes his experience. He has 18 years of experience and he's seen just about everything you can see in the real estate market. Buyer's market, seller's market. And now, a low inventory market. Just not a lot of homes sometimes on the market. But he says, one of the biggest mistakes sellers make is not planning ahead. If you have the luxury and the time to sell in this hot market, do your research. Find out what your home is really worth. If you need to buy another one, 
Scott has off-market listings that never hit the MLS. Did you know almost 50% of sales are with off-market properties? Because he has over 8,000 buyers in his database. He's got all the information you need to help you plan ahead and net the most money. So, start planning ahead. Call Scott Caldwell today. 352-209-0000. 352-209-0000. Or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Don't go through another summer with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now. Hey, it's Steve Russell. That pain in your back, your knees, your shoulder, it can now be treated with the latest in precision medicine using natural biologics, growth factors that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Really exciting stuff here. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, giving you access right here to this modern-day joint pain solution. You can get lasting joint pain relief with no drugs, no steroids, no downtime, and no surgery. You've heard Emmett Smith rave about QC Kinetics. You've read or seen other high-profile people talking about it. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics can help you get your life back. Take action now. Get a free consultation. Powerful, effective joint pain treatments with natural biologics are here. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics now. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. There are certain memories you have of great nights with great friends. Memories that'll last a lifetime. And if you're like a lot of folks, many of those memories happened at 1728 West University Avenue in Gainesville. It's been many names over the years. The College Inn, the Purple Porpoise, Gator City, and six years ago, a new establishment was built at that address. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. The Social has 60 huge flat-screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. And every night, they have different specials, but you don't have to wait till the nighttime to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Check out their delicious menu at thesocialgnv.com. Follow them on social media to see the latest specials. It's time to make new memories at 1728 West University Avenue. See you at The Social at Midtown. It's long overdue that we demand more for mental health. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and Odyssey's I'm Listening are demanding hashtag more for mental health. We need more access to and more affordable mental health care. More mental health care and suicide prevention in schools. We need more people who know what to do when someone they know needs help. Mental health affects every one of us, so please get involved. Visit moreformentalhealth.org today. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community with programs like Law Talk Live on the Sky every Saturday at 1030. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 other audio platforms. Meldon Law, the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Our winds over the last 24 hours have shifted to more of a southwesterly direction, and that's bringing in more tropical moisture. Nah, not a great chance for rain today, more likely on Friday and through the coming weekend. I'm Randy Wright in the UF Weather Center, and here's your forecast. Today, sunshine mixed in with clouds and the high at a hot 94. That southwest wind at 5 to 15. 
Better chance for thunderstorms tomorrow, high in the low 90s. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Who's the best quarterback in the NFL last two years on third and fourth down? Who's still ascending? Who has the height, speed, arm, accuracy? Who threw 38 touchdowns last year? I'm going to say it right now. Justin Herbert will win I, MVP this I year. I think the reason why Justin Herbert has the challenge is his team needs to win. Max Kellerman, yes. did you just guarantee that Justin yep. Herbert Herbert's is going to win MVP? P, J, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Nick here, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Wanted to tell you the pitching matchup for the weekend for Florida, South Carolina. Florida will go with Sprote, Neely, Pogue in that order. Carolina tonight goes with a junior righty, Brett Thomas, one and one, 585 ERA. Game two, righty Noah Hall, three and four, 440 ERA. And game three, Sophomore righty Will Sanders, 7-3, and 376 uh, ERA. So that is what is uh, on the docket as far as the pitching matchups um, are concerned. Um, all right, uh, let me get to a quick email here. Uh, Phil says, boy, I will... Really miss McHubert. Um, Zach, I, I forgot about him. Yes. Um, we got to make a phone call here, but I'll tell you in a minute. Um, so, so much has happened today um, that we can get him on now if he wants. Okay. And that's my fault. Um, Dick Girardi with the Preakness. I just totally forgot about it today because of what's happened with Mick. Um, so, is it that Dick? Okay, good. Dick, welcome. My apologies. We've had a lot go on here today, but I'm glad you called, and thank you for doing this. It's okay, pal. I know things get a little hectic in the radio. They're really hectic here, but in a good way today. Um, but let's get right to things, and Dick's coming to us, as he always has, courtesy of Betline, betonline.ag. Uh, and let's talk about the Kentucky Derby first. Yes. Did, did, any, did anybody see that coming? No. Uh, I haven't talked to anybody whose opinion I respect that had any clue that Rich Strike was going to do what he did, and I would certainly include myself in that. I, I See, there just wasn't anything about the horse's history that suggested he had that kind of a race in him. Um, I went back, of course, afterwards when I got home and looked at all of his races. Yeah, what did I miss? I, I don't think I missed anything. It just wasn't there. But yeah, as you know, horse racing every once in a while, unlike other sports, can just have a result completely out of the blue. Uh, if 40-point underdogs don't win in football, well, an 80-to-1 shot just won, just won it in horse racing, and it does happen because they're animals. But I could not have predicted it. 
Um, let me ask, I hope this is a legit question as far as the sport is concerned. Because you just said you went back and looked at you know the other races and mm-hmm. didn't see the horse having it in him. Was this also a part where the other favored horses did not do as well? Does that make sense? It does make sense, but that's not what happened. Okay. The favorites actually ran well. I mean, I thought Epicenter ran what I thought he would. I thought Zandon ran about what I thought he would. But Rich Strike was the he, he was the anomaly in the race. Now, it did set up for a horse with his running style because remember how fast the pace was. Typically, that'll help a horse coming from way back. But having said that, there was just nothing, in, again, in watching all the videos that suggested he could run that fast at the end of the race. But, you know, a credit to the jockey who gave a great ride. And the trainer, who obviously had him incredibly fit and was waiting for a longer race, which is why they entered him. Frankly, Steve, I couldn't even figure out why he was in the race. <laughs> I was like, why are you running this horse? Why are you putting up all this money? Because it's not, it's not inexpensive to enter and start a horse in the Derby. It's thousands of dollars. Uh, and this is not a – they bought the horse for 30000 so out of a claiming race. So – you know what? They knew something I didn't, obviously, because they, they had their horse ready, and he ran an unbelievable race two weeks ago. Now, if you are a novice horse racing fan, and you see a horse that wins the Kentucky Derby, oh, there's a chance for yep. the Triple Crown. But of course, this horse is not running in the Preakness, right? Yeah. Right. Even there is a head fake because right after the race, and I think it's just not has nothing to do with the ownership group. When they were asked, are you going to run the Preakness? They said, sure. But, Steve, I don't think they ever had any expectation that they were going to win the race. So their plan all along right, was to run in the Derby and then run in the Belmont. They never thought about running in the Preakness. But when you win the Derby, what do you do? You run in the Preakness. Well, they thought about it for a few days and had a look at their horse. I, I don't know exactly what was going on. Maybe he wasn't eating right. Maybe they didn't like the way he looked on the track. And then they announced a week from today, we could go uh, from today, that they were not going to run in the Preakness because they didn't think the horse was going to be ready for it. He needed more time between races. And also the, the, the way the race is going to be run in Baltimore at Pimlico, it's going to be way different than the Derby. And they just did what they thought was best for their horse. And I think that's, a, that's fair. Unfortunately, it's not best for horse racing because, you know, we talk every year. What do you talk about in the Preakness? The Derby winner. Yeah. This year we're talking about him, but not because he's running in the Preakness. He's not. And that's unfortunate because I think everybody liked the storyline, right? Who is this horse? Where are these where do these people come from? I know NBC was going to love having to do it this week. I think the numbers will be down for the rating. I, I mean, let's just be realistic. When it's not the Derby winner, it's still a great race. It's my hometown, but it's different without the Derby winner. Then let me, I don't think I've ever asked you this question in all the years we've been doing this together, my friend. Many times you have said to me over the years, when a dirt, when a uh, derby winner doesn't run in the Preakness, that it, it's not in the best interest health-wise of the horse. Well, then why don't they make the races farther apart to allow that horse to run? Steve, you're preaching to the choir here. Okay. Uh, you and I have discussed you. Have, we, yeah, I don't know that we specifically discussed it, but yeah, the, the whole sport now has changed in the last 20 years where these major stakes horses that are running in these million dollar races, they never run two weeks apart except in the Triple Crown. Uh, it's just because that's a tradition. It goes back a half a century. 
it, it's actually been uh, spaced differently through the years, but it's basically been this format two weeks to the Preakness, three to the Belmont for uh, 50 years. So nobody wants to change it, even though the sport has changed. I mean, think about this year. We had 20 horses in the Derby. Only three of them are running in the Preakness. That's not right. We need to have more of the Derby horses in the Preakness. Now, this is unusual in that the Derby winner isn't running. Uh, that hasn't happened with a healthy Derby winner since 1985 uh, when Spendabuck didn't run. And that, that had something to do with money and and a new race that had been brought in and the triple crown races didn't have much money. But here's what, here's what I think they need to do. Either space the races out more, have four weeks from the Derby to the Preakness and then the Belmont, or Pimlico, if they want to solve the problem, their purse is a million and a half, double it to three million. Derby winner is going to show up if it's three million. I can guarantee you that. All right, so that said, who's the favorites in the race? Right, so Epicenter was 4-1 to one favorite in the Derby, ran what I thought was a winning race. He was my pick, who got beat right at the end. This time he's even money, bet a dollar, win a dollar. That's on betonline.ag at the moment. Now, that obviously will change. Uh, you can lock it in on Bet Online if you want, but it will change depending on how the people bet on Friday and Saturday when the, when the betting opens at Pimlico. I, I think that's about what it's going to be because he just, look, he's just better than these horses. I think he proved it in the Derby. Uh, he beat Zandon. Zandon was never going to go by him. Uh, and I thought he ran great. He ran just like I thought he was going to run. I just didn't anticipate Rich Strike. And, of course, I wasn't the only one, or he wouldn't have been 80 to 1. Is there a dark horse here you like? Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I, I like the two. Creative Minister. I thought he, he ran uh, not in the Derby, but on Derby Day in an earlier race on the car, the fourth race. I thought he was awesome. Uh, and I've watched all of his races. He's jumping way up in class into a stakes race. But I think this horse has real talent, and the ownership group and the trainer obviously think so too, Steve, because he was not nominated for the Triple Crown. would have cost him $600 back in January to nominate him, wow. and then 6000 in March for a late nomination. They did neither. They're putting up 150000 to supplement the horse into the race. That tells you they're very confident this horse is going to run well. And I agree. That's my long shot creative minister of the two. Um, if I'm wrong, tell me. Secret Oath has pretty good odds, too, right? She does, yes. Now, she's the filly running against the Colts. Remember, she won the Kentucky Oaks the day before the Derby. And Wayne Lucas is one of the few trainers in history that will run top fillies against top Colts. And he's doing it again. He's the last trainer to win the Derby with a Philly winning colors in 1988. Uh, I mean, he's 86 years old. I mean, you, you and I have been talking about him as long as we've been doing these shows together. <laughs> yeah. right? And, and so he won the Kentucky Oaks 40 years after he won his first Kentucky Oaks. He's now 86 and he's not, he, he will take risks. And I think secret, secret oath is okay. in it. I think she fits with these horses. If she wins, it will not be a shock. Do I think she's, better than epicenter i don't uh but it's not like she's some 40 to one shot she's five to one on that online at the moment well dick i appreciate you always and again my apologies to you um but we're you know we got we got you back uh dick coming to us courtesy of betonline.ag and we'll see if his prediction for the winner uh matches up and of course we'll get dick back on for the last leg of the triple crown in just a couple of weeks always a pleasure my friend thank you you got it, Steve. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. Dick Girardi knows his stuff. And uh, just all the stuff with Mick today and all the stuff going on, I totally forgot to call him. But luckily, 
we've been doing this for so long. He called us, and uh, Zach was on it. 1245 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm DJ McCatherine. In breaking news from FloridaGators.com, longtime Gators announcer Mick Hubert is retiring after 33 years following the conclusion of this weekend's baseball series versus South Carolina. Staying on the Diamond, the Gators take on South Carolina tonight to begin the final regular season series for the team. Tune in at 625 for coverage of the game. The Gator lacrosse team is in the quarterfinal of the NCAA tournament. They match up against Maryland in College Park and are tied 2-2 after the first half. Gator men's tennis is in the quarterfinals of the NCAA tournament. They are in Champaign, Illinois for the tournament and play Virginia at 8 p.m. The Miami Heat look to take a 2-0 lead versus Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. They took Game 1 in the series and played in Miami again tonight at 8.30. The Tampa Bay Lightning took a 1-0 lead against the Florida Panthers on Tuesday. Tampa looks to go up 2-0 as they host the Panthers in Game 2 again tonight at 7 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm DJ McCatherin. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gator baseball season is in full swing. And you'll catch every second of the action right here on WRUF. Gator baseball broadcasts are sponsored in part by Auto ER. Auto ER for the life of your car. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. It's time to celebrate outdoors. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Let Electronics World help you upgrade your lanai, pool deck, or backyard space with outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung, outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. That's electronicsworld.net. Cox upgrades your equipment at no additional cost to help keep your Wi-Fi fast so you can keep up with your son. Hey, Mom. And your son's friends. Hey, Mrs. G. <sighs> All of them, including that one kid whose name you always mess up. It's Drubbin. I think it's Kevin. Seriously? Help keep your Wi-Fi fast for everyone with equipment upgrades from Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Requires Panoramic Wi-Fi. Available software updates push to Gateway, and every three years you're eligible for an upgraded device. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Other restrictions apply. Motorists, bicyclists, and motorcyclists all have the right to be on the road and travel safely. Drivers, watch out for bicyclists and give them three feet of clearance. Always be on the lookout for motorcycles and never attempt to share a lane with one. Drive cautiously around large buses and trucks and remember to never cut in front of them since they can't stop as quickly. 
When we're on the road together, safety is a shared responsibility. A message from the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. To give equal time here. By the way, phone lines are open. 392-8255. You know, I'll keep you up to date on the PGA. Rory McIlroy is now five under. Uh, the Yankees are winning again. They lead Baltimore. They've been they played Baltimore like 70 games already. They lead two nothing. Uh, some afternoon games coming up. Uh, we'll try to keep you abreast of as well. Uh, I told you what Saban said. And um, if you've not seen Jimbo Fisher's uh, nine-and-a-half-minute rant, go online and look at it. Uh, I mean, you could just tell he was angry. Um, here is part of what he said. Um, it's despicable that a reputable head coach can come out and say this when he doesn't get his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. It's ridiculous when he's not on top. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his deal. You may find out a lot of things you don't want to know. We build him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody's that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. It's despicable. He said Saban called him, but Fisher hasn't called to. And he said, I'm not going to. We're done. He's the greatest ever, huh? When you got all the advantages, it's easy. You coach people like Bobby Bowden and learn how to do things. You coach with other people, learn how not to do things. There's a reason people uh, don't go back and work for Saban, don't want to be associated with him. You can call me anything you want. You can't call me a cheat. I don't cheat and I don't lie. Wow. Like a previous caller said, must see TV. Can you imagine SEC Media Days? If I mean, that in and of itself is fun, but now media will descend on that like flies just to see if there's any fireworks there. Oh, my. Uh, by the way, this is of interest to me. When Dick, when, uh, Dick Girardi was here, um, betonline.ag is you know where the odds come from. Well, the same group gave the opening week one college football lines. Guess what Florida, Utah is? One and a half. That's it. That is interesting. They're giving Florida a lot of love at home. Now, that can change and will change, you know, 50 times. But it's interesting that it's one and a half. That's it. Where Georgia, Oregon, 
16 and a half. You know, I'm just telling you. Um, some of the other notable games and the odds, uh, Cincinnati, Arkansas, the Bearcats getting respect. That's only seven and a half. Uh, let's see. Try to, Notre Dame, Ohio State, 14. Yeah, Notre Dame getting 14. Does that seem high to you? I don't know. Um, just wanted to throw that out there. LSU, three and a half at Florida State. So I wanted to pass that along. Charles emails. Uh, he said, uh, this is CD. Haven't heard from CD in forever. I'm going to miss Mick. I won't have to remember Otis all the way through Mick. What I liked about Mick was his ability to give players nicknames as games progressed. And, of course, his oh my. There was Dazlin McCaslin, Mercy Percy, to name a few. Of course, the call of Kentucky with Chris Doyle will never be forgotten by Gator fans. It's a sad day for all Gator fans, but one that brings out such great memories. Mr. Hubert is a class act who I admire and will miss. And again, thank you, CD. He'll be here tomorrow live in studio, and you can call and talk to him then. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, all right, we got four or five minutes here. We still have time for a quick call, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. And uh, Derek Scott, the play-by-play voice of South Carolina, is going to join us here uh, at the top of the 1 o'clock hour to um, get you caught up on what South Carolina may do. Um, also, are you ready, Zach? I'll, I'll play um, one more audio clip here. I'm probably going to do this too and make us here, but I, I want it because the news is today. You know, one of the great things about being a broadcaster, if you do it long enough, is you can really um, get into a call and have it go down in history. That, that That's really a fun thing. Well, arguably, arguably, this is Mick's most famous call. Time for a couple of plays. Third down. Jack Jackson, scoring wide right. Aubrey Hill, Harrison Houston go wide left. Third and 10, 28-yard line. Werfel dropping back to throw, pumps and fires the ball over the middle. It's Doring! It's Doring's got a touchdown! Doring's got a touchdown! Oh, my! Doring's got a touchdown! The Gators have taken the lead! Unbelievable! Chris Doring's got a touchdown! Wow. Oh, my! With two seconds left on the clock! Oh, unbelievable! And you know what, Mick? There are flags all over the field, and these officials can take their flags and put them all where they want to because the Gators are celebrating an incredible throw. There's no time on the clock. Chris Doring was in the slot, split the two safeties. It was a perfect strike by Danny Werfel over the linebacker's hip, head into Chris Doring's hands. Touchdown. Yeah. He'll, he will forever be remembered for that call. 
Uh, all right, quick email, and then we'll get our top of the hour break and talk to Derek Scott. Uh, this is uh, Sam, and he says, uh, Steve, who do you think is right between Fisher and uh, Saban? Uh, you know, right. Jimbo Fisher was clearly, if you look at the video, I, I, I watched it during the one of the commercial breaks. I mean, he's really agitated. He's uh, Saban. If he was going to rattle the cage, he was trying to. Guess what? He succeeded. And I don't know if anybody's right or wrong. I understand Saban's point, but when you come out and you say about another team. You bought, his word, not mine, you bought your recruits. Well, what's the other coach going to say? So, yeah, like William says to me, uh, the video, I've never seen him so mad. You're right, SEC media days could have a lot of fireworks. And the media will salivate over that in what, uh, two months? Yeah. That's our first hour. Our thanks to Dick Girardi with us to talk about the upcoming Preakness, second leg of the Triple Crown. And uh, also, we thank Gator Baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan. You can hear Gator Baseball here tonight, by the way. The voice of South Carolina, Derek Scott, will talk about the uh, Gamecocks next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Do you have joint pain in your knees or hips or shoulder or back? Pro football legend Emmett Smith knows how disruptive it is. How can you focus? How can you be at your optimal best when your body is under tag by pain? That's why Emmett's such a proponent of QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is here with regenerative options using natural biologics, non-surgical alternatives that offer lasting relief for pain in your knees, hips, lower back, and shoulders. This natural biological treatment gives them the chance to get back in the game and to have a normal life. QC Kinetics treatments laser focus on areas of intense pain, allowing your body to heal itself with no drugs so you can focus on normal life. Walking up the stairs without pain, getting on your bicycle without pain, running again, playing with the kids. Your consultation is absolutely free. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Beat the heat. Here's how to stay cool in hot weather. Buy a boat from Polaris of Gainesville. A tube, toss out a lure, take a cruise. Ranger Boats, known for exceptional performance and unsurpassed design and craftsmanship. Polaris of Gainesville is your one-stop authorized tracker marine dealer for Ranger fiberglass bass boats, aluminum bass boats, pontoon boats, or Ranger's legendary saltwater series. Enjoy the biggest playground on earth. Visit Polaris of Gainesville and take your Ranger boat out to play. Polaris of Gainesville is looking to buy your used power sports vehicle right now. If you have a boat, ATV, side-by-side, -side, jet ski, or motorcycle of any maker model, we're paying top dollar right now. Turn that dust collector into fast cash now at Polaris of Gainesville on Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Polaris of Gainesville is also hiring. Apply in person or visit PolarisofGainesville.com. 
And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real live person. You know, a human being who's actually understanding your issues and works to resolve them. Someone with a knack for helping others and has a pulse. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. It's live customer service. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Everyone in golf says they're number one at something. But when Odyssey says they're the number one putter on tour, uh, I don't think anybody can argue. Odyssey, the number one putter on every major tour in 2021. Number one in worldwide wins. At the last 37 major championships across PGA, LPGA, and Champions Tours, not only did more pros play an Odyssey putter in those majors, but more pros won more majors in 2021 with an Odyssey. See what makes Odyssey the number one putter on tour at odysseygolf.com welcome to sports scene with steve russell let's talk some sports have some lunch on espn 98 1 fm and 8 50 a.m wruf welcome into our two of sports scene I'm Steve Russell on this Thursday. Zach is producing um, the big news of the day, of course, besides the Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher rant, besides the PGA championship going on, the voice of the Gators, Mick Hubert, uh, is retiring. And by the way, I said something earlier when somebody asked about uh, his position. Um, Let me make this clear, because somebody said, you know, who hires him. Well, the UAA hires him, okay? It is a UAA position. It's not a Learfield position. I would imagine, you know, Learfield would want, as I said, would want to know, you know, who that person is. But specifically, uh, he is a UAA employee and will be hired by the UAA. So, again, just wanted to make you I, I never said Learfield was going to make the hire I did say see sometimes when people listen they don't get it right I never said Learfield was going to make the hire I said that they may be consulted or whatnot but it is a university athletic association hire okay Derek Scott play-by-play voice for South Carolina Gamecock baseball getting set to take on the Gators here beginning tonight he now joins us Derek good to have you how are you Great. How you been? I've been good. Thank you for uh, taking the time. Um, all right. You, you've you seen the South Carolina team all year. Just from what I've seen, Derek, you know, pretty good at home, and the numbers aren't so good on the road. Has this been sort of the pattern all year? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it really has, and it's been uh, frustrating uh, to see it happen, you know, in terms of being able to win series at home in the non-conference against the likes of Texas when we were swept by Clemson in a series that, of course, is uh, spread out, one at home, one on the road, and and one at a neutral site. Uh, And that's one of those weekends where, you know, you let the home game get away in the uh, ninth inning, and they weren't terribly competitive the next two games. And then when you got into league play, same thing, had the misfortune of opening conference play at Tennessee, were swept by the Vols before everyone figured out that that was going to be a common occurrence around the league uh, and, and you know, have turned around, came home, and won a series against Vanderbilt. So it has really been a contrast for this team throughout the year. 
Um, when things have gone right, Derek, what 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 is good about this team when things are going well? You got two really good starting pitchers, and they can both give you uh, the kind of outing that can set the tone and carry carry you you know to that opportunity. Noah Hall and Will Sanders, they've both been good enough just about every week in conference play, and they they have thrown more combined innings in SEC play than any other duo in the league. They have been absolute workhorses uh, and combined for, at this point, 115 innings Jeez. out of South Carolina's 234 innings of conference play. Wow. Uh, and that I mean, that gives you an idea of how much they have been relied upon and how consistent they've been. Uh, and so that's the, the starting point. You, you get a good effort out of Hall or Sanders – um, and then offensively for South Carolina, when it's gone well, the veterans have have been the ones that made that happen. Uh, Brant Belk uh, is a grad transfer from Missouri, and he's been the leading hitter really all season. He's the table setter. And in the last month and a half, Josiah Seitler has been on an absolute tear. It's one of those rare guys you look at and say, boy, look at those conference stats. But then you look at the overall stats and, and kind of scratch your head. He just was so bad early. I mean, he was below 200 when the calendar turned April 1st. And in conference play now, he's hitting 341 with nine homers. Uh, he's just been a guy who, in spite of playing on a high ankle sprain for the last month plus, has just been a terror at the plate. And then Andrew Eister, who's the local kid from down your way, an Ocala native, uh, and Andrew's been the cleanup hitter and a steady run producer for this team all season. Uh, I would imagine this is true, Derek, but I want you to confirm. The fact that Hall and Sanders have logged so many innings, are they going on Friday, Saturday, just because they're on their normal you know, rest and then throwing Thomas tonight? Is that is that the plan with that? That's been the way we've been doing it for a while now. You know, South Carolina's weekend rotation when the season you know, was coming on was supposed to be Will Sanders, backed up by Julian Bosnick, backed up by James Hicks. Well, Bosnick was the closer last year, and there was a lot of talk that this might be the most experienced, talented rotation in the SEC before the season began, and, and that's not me saying that. That's the guys at D1 Baseball making that claim. Bosnick wasn't right uh, in preseason and never threw a pitch this year. Hicks blew his elbow out in the second week of the year. So at that point, South Carolina had Will Sanders and a whole lot of question marks. And so they backed him up you know, in the rotation thinking – you know, if we're at this point in time only trying to, you know, positioned to win one game a series, we need him going against something other than everybody else's Friday night guy. And so that's how Sanders ended up in the back of the rotation. Uh, and, and, and there have been so many Thursday, Friday, Saturday series this year, there was never a good opportunity to kind of realign things. Because every time you thought this could be a good time to do it, well, you were going on a short rest, and that would have been asking Noah – to go on two days short rest if you were going from Saturday to Thursday. So it just really never allowed itself to happen. Uh, and so South Carolina's, you know, really been in this spot now for a while. And you look at it, you know, Brett Thomas has made four starts now. Uh, and, and so that's kind of the way we've seen things over the last month. And, and they really wanted to look at move, making that change last week, but then Noah had strep throat during the week, and they decided, and and was and it developed a blister in his previous start, so they just couldn't do it. Uh, so they left it alone, and as it turned out, it worked fine. You know, Brett Thomas pitched uh, pretty well against Kentucky. Gamecocks got a win, and then Hall was dominant 
on Saturday and won SEC Pitcher of the Week. Uh, so, you know, th- at this point, th- their hands were tied. So that- that's why it is the way it is. We've been around the block in this league, and I just had Sully on earlier, and I, I asked this question. I'll ask you the same thing. It seems every year, Derek, we say, boy, the league is tough, and boy, the league is balanced. But this year, there are so many teams where Florida and South Carolina are in the league. I, I just think there's so much balance this year. I mean, give, take Tennessee out, but otherwise, with that, do you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you're right. We, we saw it that first week and to, told everyone who would listen, Tennessee's in a different category, folks. This is as good of a team as our, our assistant coaches told me that. I remember that Sunday morning. And I, I, the last time we saw a team that was this complete, they were talking about Oregon State a number of years ago. And so we knew what that was going to be like. And you know, I think everyone thought Arkansas might be a little bit more advanced than they've been. And they're good, don't get me wrong, but I think they're closer to the rest of the group than they are to Tennessee, at least most of the year they have been. But you're right. Everybody else in the league, it's, it is very much balanced. Um, there's some head scratchers at the bottom. You know, Mississippi State never got it going. Uh, but everybody else feels like at some point has been in a pretty good spot, has, you know, jumped up and done some things. I mean, even Kentucky winning the series against Tennessee, winning the series against TCU, you know, they've had their moments, and they are like South Carolina just gutted with pitching injuries. Gamecocks have had some great series wins uh, at home this year, and uh, and certainly Florida and Vanderbilt look like teams that are, you know, really coming on right now, that maybe were scuffling earlier more than anyone expected, but have figured it out. Uh, and and in, I think you have some teams, I think, like Ole Miss that fall into that category, too. Mark Kingston, I've always thought, was an excellent coach, and I know, you know, in a perfect world, you'd like to be better, but as you look at the program, program Derek, where do you see it? How, how what is the, what is the status of this program under him? Well, it's not where it needs to be in the minds of most folks around this community because this, this uh, is a place that has an amazing baseball tradition. You know, you've got two national championships, but you've got four appearances in the national championship series going back to, you know, the early two thousand, and that's what people expect. They expect consistent NCAA tournament teams that, you know, make the occasional uh, move that gets them into Omaha. And, and you know, that just hasn't really come to pass these last few years. And there were high hopes last year for a team that ended up hosting a regional as a, as a two-seed but didn't get out of that regional. And, and so this year, combination of losing so much uh, quality off that roster and all the injuries that have befallen this team this year put them in a – in a tough spot. I think most of us feel like turning a 12 and 15 mark out of conference play with this roster is actually a pretty good coaching job, but that doesn't undo the fact that the roster is thin by, you know, SEC quality standards. And so that's the thing that, you know, has just got to be addressed moving forward. There's got to be uh, an improved roster where you've got more guys that are capable of, of competing on this level. And, and this South Carolina team has had three freshmen in the lineup almost every day this this regular season. And that's not a formula usually for success in this league. And while those guys have, I think, represented themselves well under under the circumstances, uh, it, it's still hard to, to win in this league when you're a 30-year lineup or, or you know, first-year college players, especially right now in the post-COVID era where there's so many guys who are 22- and 23-year-olds that are playing in yeah. most people's lineup. No doubt. Um, if Carolina's to win this series, Derek, in closing, what's got to go right for the Gamecocks? 
Well, if they're going to win this series, they've got to be able to get the quality outings from both Noah and Will that have happened a lot. Uh, and the thing about that is, more than anything, they've got to get consistent bullpen pitching. That's been the problem this year. This team has just been killed with all year long. If you take five games this year that got away from this team in the late innings and flip them and just say you've got a quality, reliable closer, um, I mean, the season looks entirely different, and there have been so many late leads squandered up and down the conference schedule. Kate Austin has been really, really good out of the bullpen, but he's really the only guy that has consistently – uh, performed and so that's the challenge. Once those starters are gone, can somebody come in and 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 close things out? And, and it has uh, gotten away from them way too often this year in that regard. I think that's probably the biggest factor of all with this team is can they get quality relief pitching, especially on the road where uh, where it can get pretty hot in those circumstances. As always, good stuff, Derek. I appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Great talking with you. you yep, same care. here, Derek. Thank you. Play-by-play voice of South Carolina. Good guy, too. Derek Scott. One fourteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll open the phone lines for you and the email as well. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm DJ McCatherine. In breaking news from FloridaGators.com, longtime Gators announcer Mick Hubert is retiring after 33 years following the conclusion of this weekend's baseball series versus South Carolina. Staying on the diamond, the Gators take on South Carolina tonight to begin their final regular season series. Tune in at 625 for day and time coverage. The Gator lacrosse team is in the quarterfinal of the NCAA tournament. They match up against Maryland in College Park and were tied 2-2 after the first half. Gator men's tennis is in the quarterfinals of the NCAA tournament. They are in Champaign, Illinois, and play Virginia at 8 p.m. The Miami Heat look to take a 2-0 lead versus Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. They took Game 1 of the series and play in Miami again tonight at 8.30. The Tampa Bay Lightning took a 1-0 lead against the Florida Panthers on Tuesday. Tampa looks to go up 2-0 as they host the Panthers in Game 2 tonight at 7 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm DJ McCatherine. ESPN 981 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Folks, all you have to do is drive by a gas station. You know the price. You know what it costs for gas. And that's why the good people at Southeast Car Agency are doing their level best to bring you as much of a variety of vehicles to their lot as they can for you to choose from. Look. Some people still want to have big cars. Some people want to have more economic cars. And that, and they know that. And that's why they work every day to make sure their selection is really good. Go online, secars.com. You'll see the vehicles they have there. And remember, none of these are new. All of them are cream of the crop and late model, low mileage vehicles. You want to go check them out, test drive them, eyeball them for yourself. That's easy. Go see them at Northeast 39th Avenue, and you can do just that. The Cousins family has run this business for 40-plus successful years. Check them out today. You'll be glad you did. And when you go see them, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell. 
Leave it up to my friend and trusted realtor, Scott Caldwell, owner of your home sold guaranteed realty, to come up with a program exclusively for his sellers that allows you to trade in your current home so you can buy your dream home worry-free. With fewer homes on the market than ever before, buyers often have to make their best offer. If you have a house to sell, most of those offers don't get accepted. Never experience the hassle of trying to sell and buy at the same time or the risk and hassle of owning two homes. With Scott Caldwell's trade-in and trade-up program, sellers never find themselves stuck and they can move at their pace and on their timeline. That's because Scott already has the buyers, thousands of them, creating higher demand and multiple offers, which means more money for you. Trade in and trade up with Scott Caldwell. This program is perfect for you. Learn more. Call 352-209-0000, 352-209-0000, or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida, in the heart of Gator Nation. And you can now purchase our merchandise at the restaurant or online at shop.spurriers.com. The following is a commercial announcement. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. There's this uh, one physician that I admire a lot and trust with my life, and they referred me to Dr. Art. But you know, I had to invest in myself, my confidence with my smile now, and, you know, it's just made the world of difference to me. So It's just so well worth the investment I made here. Dr. Art has an amazing um, technique. Um, bedside manners are just amazing, makes you feel relaxed. Like, you know, you're part of the family, and that's, I want an exceptional work. Um, that's why I came to exceptional. In exceptional dentistry, it's all about the trust and the confidence that the patient can have with the, with the team here. Love Dr. Art. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Getting ready to go boating is just as important as the safety precautions you take while on the water. This National Safe Boating Week, make sure you have your safety equipment and know how to use it. Life jacket? Check. Whistler horn? Check. Flares? Check. Personal locator beacon? Got it. These are just a few of the items to have prepared for the journey, regardless of your experience level. This message brought to you by the National Safe Boating Council and U.S. Coast Guard. Learn more at safeboatingcampaign.com. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. 
Phone lines open, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. PGA update. Rory McIlroy is now six under par. Will Zalatoris is at three under. Several are at two under par, including Stuart Sink. Uh, among those at one under par, Tony Finau, Patrick Reed, Francesco Molinari. Uh, among those even, uh, Y.E. Oh, I'm sorry. He's, there's about one, two, f- uh, about six golfers uh, that are at even. At one over, Matsuyama, uh, Siwoo Kim, Sam Burns, John Daly has now gone to two over par. Tiger Woods and Jordan Spieth are also two over par. Woods uh, at 14. Sam Horsfield now is three over par. And uh, the worst score of the day so far is eight over par. Several players have not teed off yet, and uh, there are some big names that are yet to go. Brooks Kepka, Adam Scott, uh, Justin Thomas, Martin Keimer, et cetera, have not gone off. All right, let's get uh, D on the phone with us. Hi, D. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good. Uh, before, I get to, before I get to Saban and uh, Jimbo, uh, in the Mick Hubert news, man, that came out of left field. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, he's been the uh, – He's been the boy. I've been listening to him since '91, man. I think the FSU Miami FSU uh, Florida game uh, when Harrison Houston caught that tip pass from Shane. Uh, that was my first game ever listening to him, and I haven't stopped since. So I mean, uh, you know, 33 years is a long time, man. So I hope he uh, hope he lives the rest of his life. Uh, you know, hope he he can find something to occupy his time for the rest of his life. But uh, uh, job well done here in Gainesville, man, for sure. We're going to miss it. <laughs> you, you know what's interesting to me, and I, I'm go- Mick's going to be here tomorrow uh, in the studio, right. so you can, you know, anybody can call. Um, it, it's when you know uh, when it's time. Right. And, and I've often thought of that, you know, in doing baseball. W- when is it? You know, do you not like going on the road? Or do you feel your skill set is slipping? Or just, you know, I've done it enough. I, I want to spend more time at home with family, all that sort of thing. Um, I'm, I'm anxious to uh, talk to him about that. Right. Uh, as far as the uh, Jimbo and, and Saban, Steve, uh, you know, thank God Jimbo was standing up to the bully, man, because, uh, you know, Saban's got some nerve talking about buying players and, and this and that, man. Alabama cheats like nobody's business, man. So, uh, I mean, I think he's he's opening a can of worms that he may regret. Because let me tell you something, Steve. If if people w- really want to find out what's going on, they can find out. And I could guarantee you, Saban, uh, his his house ain't as clean as he thinks it is. So I'm just I'm just glad, uh, you know, Jimbo Fisher standing his ground. Uh, he's standing up to the bully because what he's he's not doing anything wrong. What what NIL, what he's doing is legal now. You can pay these guys. So I just think Nick Saban is upset because the advantage he has is now gone. The playing field is leveled now. What I think, and, and Lord knows, trying to you know, ask me what Nick Saban is saying, uh, I just think he, he's upset 
I think Nick Saban does care about college football. I believe that, okay? And I think he sees this whole NIL thing going crazy. Well, if he'd have just said that, if he would have just said, man, I don't like this, you know, something's got to be done about it, okay. I don't think anybody would have a problem with that. But when you start pointing your finger at somebody else and it's in your division and in your league, it casts it doesn't hurt your it doesn't help your league either when it comes to that. And I don't think he realizes, or maybe he does, you know, what he said. So yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting now. Yeah, SEC Media Day is what, yeah. about a month and a half, man. That is going to be a spectacle. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gone in a while. I used to go every year. I may go this year just because. I don't know. Yeah, we'll right. see. <laughs> be good, Steve. All right. Thank you, D. 392 You can email uh, Russell at wruf.com. Uh, again, do I get it? Yes, I get it. But I guess the venom is what – and look – Jimbo Fisher is no saint either. If you talk uh, to some people at Florida State, uh, they were not enamored of him uh, with the way he left the school. That's not me talking. That's people I have spoken to that have come on this air and said that his departure there was messy and things were going on, etc. So to say that you know, he's a saint. Um, but anyway, BB says, reticent to bring this up. Now that Coach Saban has alluded to it, the week you were out, Paul Feinbaum mentioned if you talked to 10 prominent football coaches he didn't name, he said they would tell you privately uh, that the two teams that put it delicately were abusing NIL were Texas and Texas A&M. Sound like the two teams were in an escalating spending race and there's a whole lot of money in Texas. Paul sounded pretty disgusted about it. Um, could you maybe get Feinbaum on the show to discuss it? Uh, probably can't tomorrow, uh, but yes. And he said, sad news on Mick. We'll leave a big hole. He feels like family. 127, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll take calls, get your emails. Last half hour of the show, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. There are certain memories you have of great nights with great friends. Memories that'll last a lifetime. And if you're like a lot of folks, many of those memories happened at 1728 West University Avenue in Gainesville. It's been many names over the years. The College Inn, the Purple Porpoise, Gator City, and six years ago, a new establishment was built at that address. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. The Social has 60 huge flat-screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. And every night, they have different specials, but you don't have to wait till the nighttime to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Check out their delicious menu at thesocialgnd.com. Follow them on social media to see the latest specials. It's time to make new memories at 1728 West University Avenue. See you at The Social at Midtown. Don't go through another summer with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now. 
That pain in your back, your knees, your shoulder, it can now be treated with the latest in precision medicine using natural biologics, growth factors that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Really exciting stuff here. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine giving you access right here to this modern-day joint pain solution. You can get lasting joint pain relief with no drugs, no steroids, no downtime, and no surgery. You've heard Emmett Smith raving about QC Kinetics. You've read or seen other high-profile people talking about it. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics can help you get your life back. Take action now. Get a free consultation. Powerful, effective joint pain treatments with natural biologics are here. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics now. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall, we do them all. Life is all about choices, veggies or meat, sleep in or hit the gym. Luckily, choosing Cox Internet over AT&T is easy. With Cox, you can always choose Internet that can deliver speeds even faster than 5G providers. With AT&T, you don't. That's easier than packing a swimsuit for the pool. Get Cox today, the no-brainer choice for fast and reliable Internet. Based on Gigablast download speeds up to 1 gigabit per second compared to average download speeds over 5G. Download speed up to 1 gigabit per second requires Dox's 3.1 modem with 2.5 gigabits per second Ethernet port. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida in the heart of Gator Nation. May is here, and you know what that means. Gainesville Harley-Davidson's annual hog roast. Saturday, May 21st, 12 to 4. Enjoy fresh off the pit, mouth-watering pulled pork with all the fixings. The big engine band, live on stage, vendors, prizes, and more. Proceeds benefit Children's Miracle Network, so help us help kids. Plus, get to Gainesville Harley-Davidson during the month of May because free gas for a year has been extended. Get free gas for one year with every new bike purchase. Restrictions apply, no cash value. See dealer for details. GainesvilleHarley.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Our winds over the last 24 hours have shifted to more of a southwesterly direction, and that's bringing in more tropical moisture. Eh, Not a great chance for rain today, more likely on Friday and through the coming weekend. I'm Randy Wright in the UF Weather Center, and here's your forecast. Today, sunshine mixed in with clouds and the high at a hot 94. That southwest wind at 5 to 15. Better chance for thunderstorms tomorrow, high in the low 90s. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Jimmy Butler has a chip on his shoulder. But it feels like every year, at least one time, we say the following. Man, that Jimmy Butler is really good in the postseason. Right? We always bring it up. We don't mention his name until May. And then he has a game and we go, gosh, he's really good. Or he really cares. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes. And you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
I'm Mick Cupert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. Welcome back to Sports Scene, our final half hour. Ed to the show. Hi, Ed. Hey, hey, Steve. That was perfect. My one of my favorite songs of all time, and my favorite announcer of all time. I'm old enough to have heard Otis, Dave, and Mick. Uh, that puts you and I in about the same category, I think. Yep. And to do the same thing for 33 years, and I know Otis did it for 40. Uh, it's just great to see him go out on his terms. And right now, that gives. Uh, Scott, time to find a new guy before football season. So I just think he's, I mean, it's a surprise, but I think he's, he's always handled himself in a very class manner. He has. And as I said earlier, um, you know, maybe I hope Mick will share this tomorrow, you know, when he's here, you know, as to his reason for doing this now. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of different things. Uh, you know, sometimes you just, you just think, you know, I'm done. I, I've done it. I need to move on more time with family, uh, I want to travel, you know, whatever that is. Um, and it's hard. I mean, when, when you enjoy doing something, it's hard to give it up. But he's done it really well for a long time. Yeah, and I like the idea of going out on top or at the top of his game rather than, I mean, we've seen people, you know, like Muhammad Ali or whatever, that they just hold on too long and they wind up getting forced out or whatever. Uh, yes. And so it's it's great for him to make the call and do it when he wants to do it. Uh, when uh, it's obvious he could probably keep doing it if he wanted to. Yes, and and I think you know the, we we've seen some announcers I won't you know mention them, but that did hang on too long, and you know even Vin Scully who you know was older than Mick is, but you know he still was doing it pretty well. But he knew, you know, when it was time. So when you love doing something, uh, it's hard to not do it. But, again, I'm anxious to hear what he has to say tomorrow. Okay, it'll be great to have him on the air. Thanks a lot. Yep, thank you. I appreciate your call. Matt, welcome to the sports scene. Steve, you know, living in Mississippi, i uh, spent a lot of my life since my parents moved us up here from Gainesville, um, you know, losing Jack Crystal and then, you know, uh, you know, it's going to be an adjustment for sure. Um, I'm playing a little bit of catch-up. The last caller, kind of your conversation with him, kind of helped enlighten. I guess Mick will come on tomorrow and maybe go more into details, and, and then maybe we'll find out who we'll replace. But in the meantime, I was watching – I had to go back and watch the video of Jimbo Fisher in his press conference. Steve, I, I like to think I can read people pretty well, Um I, I like to, you know, just people's mannerisms. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know. I, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not buying it from from Jimbo. There's a lot of plausible deniability there on his part. You know, for a head coach, you know, at his level, you know, he's going to say, you know, how dare you question teenagers and this, that, and other. And he runs a you know top-notch program. But then he acts like when they asked him about the collective and what their collective does, he acted like he didn't have a clue. 
that right there just uh, really <laughs> you know if you're you think Billy Napier doesn't know exactly what that collective is doing yes but I would say this to you and not knowing mm-hmm. you know Jimbo Fisher personally okay Billy Napier has the reputation and remember he worked on Nick Saban's staff for a long time mm-hmm. of being one mm-hmm. who is and I think Saban is too attention to detail you know knowing you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Mm-hmm. Could you question that uh, Fisher doesn't know? I mean, uh, of course he knows, but does he know mm-hmm. the specifics? Does he know, you know, I, I think some coaches delve into that, to your point about Napier, more than others do. I do know this. I'm sure he knows what money's available. I'm sure he knows you know, who to contact and where to go to get it. I know that. At least I would think that. I just think it's comical that he's going to, that he's going to defend every, you know, exactly everything that A&M's doing. But at the same time, he's going to be so, he's speaking in such absolutes for someone who just turned around and wasn't sure exactly what the collective does. That doesn't add up to me um, at all. But I'll tell you what, as far as just – that's a big old juicy steak, uh, Steve. No doubt. Thrown at us as far as – No <laughs> doubt. Can those two guys pl- – can they please, for the love of God, pair those two back-to-back at SEC Media Day? <laughs> Steve, talk to you later. Yeah. All right. Thank you. If it were me, I would do that. But I won't. But I would. Gator Mike, hello. Hey, so you know what this Jimbo Saban thing is like? It's like – a couple in a failed marriage who are both cheating, accusing their partner of cheating. They're both right in their accusation, but come on. Like, you know, it, it's, they're, I mean, they're, it, yes, they're both right, but are we going to act like we, and it's not just them, obviously a lot of programs do it, who I will not name right now, but under the table deals, even now go on, it's just now there's less, strict guidelines about them, so in turn, there's less strict covering up what they're doing. Do you agree with that? Yes. I mean, I've said this for a long time, Mike. Anybody who thinks that, you know, there's not been cheating going on in college athletics, in my humble opinion, is crazy. I mean, right. it, it just, it, it's happening. The problem has always been enforcement and teeth of enforcement. And it's going to, until they amend the system they have, the NCAA is absolutely toothless. They can do anything. They can't do anything. So right. who's going to oversee this? Who's going to do this? And this is going, in my opinion, this is going to lead into unionization. I think when the TV contract money is renegotiated, players are going to get part of that, too. So, you know, it, 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 it's, it's sad in a way. I think Saban would have gotten away with what he said had he not called out, you know, him by name. Well, what else is Jimbo Fisher going to do? I mean, I, I, I would have done the same thing. I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it just seems to me like Saban comes off as 
you know, lamenting about how he's not able to recruit or whatever. You have the number two class on, like, all of the sites. What is the issue? If that had happened in 2010 or 2000 or 1990, no one's sitting there saying, oh, gee, you know, Alabama couldn't recruit. No one was saying that after this year. Like, no one went in and it was like, wow, you know, if Alabama is number one overall recruiting class or bust. No one thinks like that. Yes, Texas A&M's class was great, but, I mean, it was the greatest class of all time. You know, I don't think a coach, especially of Saban's pedigree, should be looking at rankings like that. I think how I interpreted some of what he said, Mike, you're right, okay? Look what Georgia has done. Look what Alabama has done in terms of recruiting without this, you know, vat of money I think their worry is and look and, and please don't tell me there's no money there because there is but I think what, what what they're saying is right now they're coming to us because they're winning you you, you Alabama right. gets recruited because they win Georgia gets recruited because they win well Saban's saying well now if you're going to buy people and and we're not going to do that well then I'm going to lose recruits because they're going to take the money well, that is true. I mean, you know, there's no way you look at a team that went 8-4 and four with some pretty bad losses and think, you know, it's like that tweet Kiffin retweeted. I don't know if you right. saw that. Right. Yeah, I saw it. Yes. And he is the portal king. Yes. So. Yeah. That's... And then one last thought on Mick. Um, I'm a junior at UF, so I, my age, I've all, all I've known is Mick Hubert. Growing up with him, a lot of his iconic calls. Um, I'm definitely going to miss him. Um, I was wondering what your thoughts are on how the hiring process for that works. I mean, we haven't really had to worry about that because we've had a Hall of Fame-level guy doing play-by-play for us. Um, Obviously, it's going to be hard to replace. What do you think will be the method by which that happens? Thanks for taking my call. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate your call. Well, remember, this is a UAA hire. Even though, you know, Learfield has the rights, it's a UAA hire. You could certainly look in-house, right? But I believe they will make it more than an in-house search. And that takes nothing away from anybody in-house that would be chosen, okay? If the UAA feels... There's a candidate in-house that they just know is the right fit, then go ahead and announce it right now. Do that. And that 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 means there's a line of succession. Gator fans know who that is, you know, et cetera. I would just think they would at least look and see, you know, the pool of candidates that they might get. And Frankly, I don't know enough, Mike, about, you know, announcers outside of our league, you know, who may be good. And, and what, if, what if a network person says, I want to be the voice of the game? I mean, that, that's why I don't know that you can just shut it off in terms of, you know, possible applicants. But remember, football season is not very far away. 145, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment for your calls, questions, and comments. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
SportsCenter. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Jesse Castro. Legendary voice of the Gators, Mick Hubert, announced he plans to retire after 33 years with the program. Hubert will make his last calls this weekend for the UF vs. South Carolina Baseball Series at Condren Ballpark beginning today at 7 p.m. Second-ranked men's Gators tennis take on number 7 Virginia today at 8 p.m. for the NCAA quarterfinals. The Gators are one of only three schools left in the tournament to sweep all of their opponents by a 4-0 score. Number 7 Gators lacrosse travel to number 2 Maryland for the NCAA quarterfinals today. The game is currently underway with Maryland leading 6-3 at the half. That's your ESPN Gainesville update. I'm Jesse Castro. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell. I've been telling you for a long time now about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville. Well, this month, a brand-new milkshake, and you know how good their milkshakes are. It's the Unicorn Shake, an explosion of magical flavors. If you're in a hurry, you can also order ahead at DickMondell's.com for a quick pickup. And Dick Mondell's is hiring new team members looking for competitive pay and flexible hours. Contact jobs at DickMondell's.com. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Great burgers, great salads, and great shakes, too. This message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Before we left the hospital, my daughter received her newborn hearing screening. It only took a couple of minutes, and it was a painless test. As a dad, nothing is more important than your child's health. It was that initial screening that led to her early identification of hearing loss. And as a result, we found out about our baby's rare condition, which allowed us to review treatment options quickly. Go to floridanewbornscreening.com to learn more. At Radiant Credit Union, a home loan isn't just a home loan. It's a promise to be by your side and in your corner. It's a commitment to helping you build the future of your dreams. And it's a shared vision of what could be with big barn doors and shiplap, so much shiplap. Radiant Credit Union is here for you today, here for you tomorrow, and here for your next 30 years and beyond. Get started today at radiantcu.org mortgage. Equal housing lender, federally insured by NCUA.
Patriots, if you love this country, then be at Rock the Red. Rock the Red. It's a rockin' all-day rally with Eric Trump on stage in Ocala and on the big screen, the bombshell movie 2,000 Mules by Dinesh D'Souza. Rock the Red is Saturday, June 11th at the Southeastern Livestock Pavilion. See Eric Trump, Roger Stone, Patrick Byrne, Joe Flynn, and more. Get your tickets and VIP up-close experiences now. Go to rocktheredflorida.com. Rocktheredflorida.com. Paid for by Rock the Red Florida. The following is a commercial announcement. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. From the diamond to the dugout, we are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gator. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And again, a reminder, Mick will be here tomorrow live at noon as we start the show. So I uh, hope you'll tune in. Porter, you're up. How are you? Hey, Steve, I've seen something I've never seen before. Trains going in each direction. I just knew they were going to be blowing their horns when I came back on the air. But uh, <laughs> it's loud as like 20 seconds ago. Um, for the voice of the Gators, is there a need or is to have one guy for all the sports, that kind of thing? Or is that just kind of the way it's always been done? Um, the, reason, the reason I'm asking is I don't think you're going to find anybody better than Jeff for baseball. But I don't know if he has the aspirations, or, or you know, on, I don't know if there's interest on either end to be, you know, the, for for every sport. So I'm just kind of curious: is there is there any you know official word on that, or is that just the way it's always been done? So we presume it's going to be done that way. Well, let's go back. That's the way it used in the old days. That's the way it was done. The voice of the Gators broadcast every sport. Now, when Otis Boggs was here, when I was in college. He didn't do baseball, and that opened up, you know, a chance for a student like me to be able to uh-huh. do it. Um, Mick did baseball for a long time and then got off the radio part of it. He still does, you know, some television broadcasts. So I think that will be dependent on what UAA wants to do. For example, if if they um, if they hire a play-by-play voice that wants to do all three sports, then I'm sure that person will pair with Jeff. And my days in doing Gator baseball games may be gone. I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, that is certainly possible. I got you. I, I didn't know. I guess I didn't word it. But I didn't know whether with Mick stepping down, the goal is right now we need to fill the official voice of the Gators. Yeah, I just yeah. answered that. I, it depends on... Where what direction the UA wants to go? Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, and you you, uh, you said some Saban would have gotten away with it if he didn't pick people. I, I might have missed it. What did, did was Saban penalized or, or is he just catching a lot of heat? No, when he, I mean, when I, what I think I said in terms of that getting away with it, if Saban would have just said, 
hey, I think the NIL is wrong. You know, people are buying players without naming a specific coach. Okay, but, you know, when you name a specific coach, that changes the game. Yeah, that's what I figured. I just didn't know if I missed something. All right, enjoy the show. Go Gators. All right, thank you. Hi, John. Hey, Steve, how are you? Good. I got a, I got a, a question to ask you on um, mixed replacement. Mm-hmm. What if, and, well, first I have a question for you. When you say in-house, do you mean someone that attended Florida in the college, you know, that you graduated from? No, no, I'm talking mean? about, you know, like right now, you know, Jeff – does baseball broadcasts obviously and he's on the football broadcast not as a play-by-play person so he is employed you know by the uaa kyle crooks is employed by the uaa kyle does softball and kyle does women's basketball play-by-play so those are guys who are in-house so to speak i I got you what if florida hired one of our many talented women to be that person what would the reaction be of the fan base i can't i don't know i mean who would it, who would it be number one um and i think that person has to be then judged on you know at least in part what's their play-by-play experience i don't care That's what the true. sex is what, what what's yeah. their experience yeah, I guess I'm thinking of you know like um, the girl on ES or on the SEC channel. There's a bunch on uh, ESPN, but they're not play by play, are they? They're correct. So this is this is not a this is a different thing. You're right. Uh, this is a different thing, but you never see. I mean, you don't. You rarely see women in that position. I think it would be very neat for Florida to do that if they could find one. Uh, and it'd be interesting to see the reaction from the fans. Is it a positive? Is it a negative? Is it no one cares? Well, I, I don't, you know, again, I don't think sex factors in here. W- what is the quality of the person you're hiring? Because sure. in the end, you have to hear that person. I, it, it, I mean, I love Laura Rutledge, okay? Mm-hmm. But is Laura Rutledge going to be a play-by-play person who's never done play-by-play? I doubt it. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I, I understand. Okay, well, thanks, Steve. All right, John. Marshall, hello. Uh, number one, I, I think they should let um, Mick go through senior day for the baseball team. I think it would be a great opportunity for the fans to celebrate and let him enjoy something like that as well. Number two item, um, how many different people, because, I mean, you're part of the broadcast world, how many different people out there doing college-level play-by-play are Florida grads? Play-by, you mean like nationally? Yeah, like, I, I mean, Mike Morgan does a lot of right. different things on the SEC network, et cetera. I presume there's a number of them around. There's not. Oh, okay. Not that do okay. play-by-play. Not that do well, play-by-play. I, I'm sure an outstanding person will be found. Um, I guess we're all we're all going to have to get used to someone who doesn't know history that well. 
but I'm sure they'll learn it very fast. Yeah, so, I mean, think about this. You can, I mean, I'm just, I have no inclination, none. But let me just throw this out, okay? If you hire uh, somebody from the SEC, Mike Morgan is a perfect example because he's a Gator grad, he's play-by-play, and he does play-by-play of three sports. That's kind of what you're looking for if you want to go that route, okay? And I think because of what Jeff has done in terms of his niche in baseball, you know, that's a decision Florida's going to have to make. But I think it would be easy to, if that play-by-play person wants to do baseball, then I believe that person would be paired with Jeff for the vast majority of the broadcasts. Sure. Well, I think, I think folks like you and Jeff, especially Mick and Nick, have spoiled all of us to having people who know the game, know the history, and are outstanding at communicating. So um, I hope they do as good as they did bringing all y'all along. We appreciate Thanks that. So much. Yep, Marshall, thank you. On that note, uh, let's end. Again, Mick will be here tomorrow at noon. Uh, this is Mick on one of the championship football calls. The Gators win their second national championship in football, win their second school national championship in less than 12 months, and become the first ever program to hold the national championship trophy in football and in basketball in the same calendar year. Oh, my! We've watched history here tonight. And don't forget, there was basketball, too. They won it! championships oh my florida has beaten ohio state again sweeping through the buckeyes as the streamers come from the ceiling here in atlanta the gators have won it 84 to 75 back-to-back national championships in basketball the voice of the gators nick hubert he'll be here live tomorrow thanks to zach for producing today thanks to you for listening don't forget gator baseball tonight here at 6 25 we'll talk about that tomorrow as well. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.